Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 442. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. We are preparing for the Labor Day holiday weekend, three days off work, some pool time, some sunshine, some football, some beer, (laughs) maybe some hot dogs and burgers. It is a good way to wrap up the summer. I can't believe we're already in September. I don't know if you're feeling that same time warp thing that happens when we're shifting seasons and it feels like we were just at New Year's and suddenly we're three, four months from the end of the year. It is, it's true. It feels true that time is speeding up and we create our experience with time, right? So this weekend I'm stretching time, (laughs) slowing it down, pausing it to be really present with my family and the warmth and the sunshine and all of the magic as summer starts to wrap up. So if you live in the United States, happy holiday weekend. I trust that you have exciting and fun plans for your family time. If you are not in the United States, maybe it's a reminder this weekend to pause, to slow down the pace to be more present, to have more play and fun incorporated into your very busy schedule. We are discussing resiliency today, and I I didn't know that was going to be the word (laughs) until I was in my meditation, and then it just popped in. I was like, oh my God, that's totally, that's totally what I'm experiencing. So I'll, I'll share what inspired it, like the image, the experience that inspired it, and then we'll kind of play with how that weaves into our individual journeys. So I went to a concert on Sunday night, last Sunday at Riverbend, Imagine Dragons. It was phenomenal. It was so good. Shout out to Imagine Dragons. Oh my goodness, if you do not listen to their music, amazing. And Dan Reynolds is just fire. (laughs) He is just Fire. My husband works at the venue. He is one of the stagehands at Riverbend. And he said he was just a couple feet away from Dan Reynolds when they were preparing. He's like, he's all muscle. <laughs> There's no fat on that guy. Which you can tell, like, he pours all of his energy, his body, his soul, his um, life force into his concerts and just communicates in this incredible way with his audiences. It was amazing. Fantastic pyro and lighting and the stagehands did a great job. Riverbend is just the coolest place. But this is a moment I want to share with you. So there were about 25,000 plus people in this outdoor venue. There's sort of a covered area for some of the seats, but the majority of people were in the lawn, which is where we were. And we were over to the right, and so I'm looking. (laughs) You can probably imagine this with me. I'm standing packed, literally packed, into a seat because 
everyone had arrived way earlier than we did. I didn't realize it was going to be that packed. <laughs> I've gone to Riverbend lots of times and never had to crawl through people to find one little area of grass to sit in, but that's exactly how it was on Sunday. We're all tightly like squished in. I don't know why Mike is bugging me today. We're all squished in and and looking to the left of me are just people, like so many people. And they're all just one on top of each other. And they're all standing up because the concert had just started. They're all yelling and screaming and arms waving and energy like moving through this place and sound. And it was hot. It was like 90 degrees, sticky, hot with all these people. (laughs) But there was this moment where I looked and I just had this awareness of, wait a second, one year ago, two years ago, this would have been illegal. This Nobody would have even wanted to do this. Nobody would have even considered going within six feet <laughs> of each other. And yet here we are inches from each other, you know, people smoking their vape and pot pens and like breathing <laughs> the air. I mean, there were still people with masks, so I'm not dishonoring someone's experience with COVID. It was the, it was the awareness of how fast reality had shifted, how three years ago, nobody would have ever even thought about it. You go to a concert, it's crowded. Yeah. Oh, well, you bought the ticket. Have a good time. Never would germs have been a factor. And then three years ago, and then a year later, we aren't even allowed. The venues shut down. Nobody could be outside. (laughs) Nobody was allowed to even buy a ticket. The tours weren't allowed to travel. And then last year where people were sort of starting to do some of the tours, a little, not really much. And then there were all the problems with one person in the band would get sick and then they'd have to shut down the tour and lose all the money. And last year was just, and now this year it's just a, yeah, concert, 25,000 people. And we're all going to be thrilled to pay $60 each in the lawn (laughs) to support Dan Reynolds and and his band and the work that they're doing because it's so good and you feel so alive and so excited and so connected and inspired. Yeah, I'm happy to give you my money and go stand in a crowded <laughs> crowded lawn. It was um it was a moment where all the realities just went you know when you have that experience. Some people maybe call it deja vu or morphine of time there's that great song the moody blues song stepping into slide zone time zone and he like visualizes he's like sliding down (laughs) and he's in another world it was that sort of a moment just sheer marvel or uh that's not even the word astonishment (laughs) that humanity could go through such a ride in two three years such a dramatic shift in belief systems and perceptions and fears and exchanges of energy and money and time and attention. Like what? (laughs) What? So (laughs) can you tell? I was like, huh? (laughs) That was my exact reaction. I was like, huh? Huh? (laughs) How did this happen? How did we have this shift in in the world? (laughs) And so I'm bringing it into this podcast space to go, huh, (laughs) what do you think? How did did we get here? (laughs) What what was that and what was this and where are we going? Where are we going with all of this? That's probably the big question. And I don't know if anybody has the answer because I don't think anybody really predicted what we would go through. 
And yet we did. And this title of resiliency comes from the experience, the resiliency of humanity that we can go all the way into our fears, all the way into isolation and judgment and persecution and all the shit <laughs> that was this experience over the last two years and, and arrive here. And we go to a concert, and we have a great time, and we're inspired, and we don't care that it's hot and we're all crowded in with each other. What? That is the resiliency of humanity at its best, right? At its best, it's that we just ride the waves, and we emerge on the other side with this capacity to be stronger, to be steady, to be able to hold more, to hopefully have more compassion, have more empathy, <laughs> have more discernment. <laughs> so maybe we don't do that again. Maybe we don't do it again in the way that we did before. When I, when I was sitting here this morning in my meditation and, and feeling into the title of resiliency, what I started to think about right away was my divorce my divorce. A divorce is a family experience. It's not individual. My experience of the divorce that we went through, you are, I, you get taken down to like the depths of your disappointment. I'll speak for myself. I went to like the depths of disappointment of, of disillusionment of myself, like my ability to fulfill vows or to honor agreements or to play the role in the way that I felt it should be played or it needed to be played. The disillusionment in a partnership, in an agreement between two people where, you know, both sides feel like the other one isn't holding up <laughs> their end of the bargain. It's mutual. It's receptivity from last week. It's both realms playing with each other. It's not in isolation. And then the the disappointment of a family unit ending, of a, a dream. I think, I believe when people get married, we have this dream that we're committing to someone for the rest of our lives and it's going to be just paradise, right? Bliss and magic and uh, coconuts on islands <laughs> with beaches that we just lay on all day. <laughs> it's just going to be this awesome thing. And and life and humans and co-creation and, you know, just the ebb and flow of this realm that we're in sometimes changes the reality into an experience that we no longer choose to participate in. And so we create a shift, we create a change, and, and there's a disillusionment, a dissolving of the dream when that happens. And so, you know, some people... For me, for a while, we get bitter, we get angry, we project, we um, try to run away from the work or the feelings or any of it, all of it. <laughs> we try to hide, we drink. Like that was my immediate response was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to party all the time. <laughs> well, that doesn't get you very far for me, at least. You know, eventually, all the stuff that you're trying to run from just follows you to the next moment and the next moment until you have to stop and actually be with all the stuff and, and work through the layers. And, and so resiliency comes from that. Resiliency after divorce or a health crisis or the loss of a job or the loss of a pet, the loss of a family member you love, 
you know, and move to a new location. Resiliency is I have the capacity within myself to move through all of those emotions, that pain, that struggle, and come back different in a new energy with a new awareness. But I'm back. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to continue. I'm going to keep going. And sometimes resiliency brings with it the bitterness and the anger and the not having worked through the stuff. So we're, it's like an elastic band. It's like the elastic band gets kind of brittle and hard, you know, like if it's dried out. It's, it's like, yes, it could sort of stretch, but it doesn't stretch maybe as far as if it wasn't a dried up elastic band. <laughs> and then we get to choose. Are we going to do it again? So, for example, the concert. Lots of people, I'm sure, tons of people post-COVID are not choosing to go to concerts because they don't want to. Their resiliency is not, I'm willing to go back into crowds of people and have germs all around me. Like, that's not going to be how I move forward. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's, there's no judgment about any of it. It's just an awareness. And then there are some who are like, okay, let's go. Come cough on me. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah, come just shower your germs all over me. <laughs> but I wasn't before COVID. Like that wasn't, that wasn't a way I would have been prior to that experience. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was how we greet each other? Hey, hug me, cough, cough, come on, give me your germs. <laughs> oh my God, if we can't laugh at ourselves, <laughs> there's something wrong with us. Like we have to be able to laugh. I think laughter... Laughter is one of the keys to resiliency, and I believe laughter is one of the antidotes to bitterness and judgment and projection. When we can laugh at how silly we are as a human species, <laughs> as individuals, as communities, how silly we are. Some of the rules we make up, <laughs> and, then, and then later we're found out for making up a rule. It's like when you're a kid, <laughs> and my kids used to do this all the time. I would have like the little refrigerator and stove and then all the foods and things and the Callie and Ryan would come and they would like make us a plate <laughs> and then they would have their own rules with how the restaurant worked and how much things cost and how, where you had to sit and what you had to do and you had to follow their rules. And if you didn't follow the rules, you didn't get to have your dinner because it was their game and their rules. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> so we would just laugh. I mean, you have to laugh because some of the rules we make up are so insane they're just so insane and also we all follow along <laughs> we, all, we all are like sheep like okay what's the next rule <laughs> oh that's a great rule <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna follow that one too oh wait that was made up you didn't mean that what <laughs> oh god you're getting a lens <laughs> to my mind right now <laughs> Uh, resiliency is, yeah, I fell for that too. I totally bought in on that. I went all the way in. I tell you what I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't wash my groceries. <laughs> that was, that was the one where I was like, wipe off the cardboard cereal box. I will not do that. <laughs> but I did go by a shitload of food <laughs> that sat in my freezer that I would never normally buy. I bought like frozen chicken breasts that weren't, oh, they just looked gross. <laughs> I tried to make a meal with them. 
I don't know if I shared this with you. I tried to make a meal with them with those chicken breasts that I bought like the day before Kroger's shut down. <laughs> I was in line with all the other people with like $500 worth of junk in my cart that cans of stuff I would never <laughs> normally eat. But I had these frozen bags of chicken breasts and I put them in our deep freezer. I'm like, just in case the world ends, <laughs> I'm going to have chicken breasts. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so glad I can laugh at myself. At the time, I was panic stricken. I was standing in the line with like, oh my God, if someone else gets there before me and what if they close the store? <laughs> like I got to get my food. Oh, and then when I got home, we were in the middle. <laughs> You're getting the whole story today. <laughs> we were in the middle of redoing our driveway. <laughs> of course, when else would you tear up your entire driveway, but right as we're about to go into a global pandemic where maybe they can't even finish the driveway. <laughs> our whole driveway is torn up. So I have to park at the bottom. It's pouring down rain. <laughs> oh my God, my poor family. <laughs> Some of the stuff they have to deal with. They're up at the door and I'd call them like, I'm almost home. Help me with the groceries because I have $500 worth of shit in my trunk. <laughs> like, help me. So I park at the end of the driveway. <laughs> We're all holding our umbrellas. We're walking up and down with these bags of stuff. <laughs> and it was so much. We didn't even, I mean, talk about abundance. We didn't even have room to put it in the pantry. I had to set up a little table in the garage to put our store, our stock of things in case the world ends. <laughs> but I went back to the freezer last year, a year later, and the chicken breasts were in there. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I pulled them out and I tried to make a meal with them. But I think the fear, not I think, the fear that, I was holding when I purchased them and when I put them in the freezer, the fear froze with the fear. <laughs> the fear froze in the freezer with the chicken. <laughs> so when I tried to make the chicken, it tasted horrible. It tasted so bad. I had to throw the dinner out. Oh my gosh, it was chewy and like it had a weird, awful texture. You know how sometimes you have meat and the meat is like, you can't eat it. It's like, not a good meat. <laughs> That's what it was like. <sighs> so when I was at the concert on Sunday to do a huge roundabout circle of resiliency, when I was at the concert on Sunday, I just had all these flashes of the news reports and the conversations and all the, like all the stuff and all the fear. <laughs> I'm standing in this crowd of people so excited and happy, all of us, watching this amazing performer put on, like, such a great show. And I was like, oh, oh, we made it. We made it through that. Like, we're actually okay. I, I think we're all going to be good. <laughs> wow. Oh, what was that? <laughs> so I bring the what was that here into this space. Like, what was that? <laughs> What was that? And also, aren't you glad that part of it seems complete? And now, now we get to kind of recenter, realign, re-inspire. I believe that's why these shows are selling out, these concerts. It's, you know, people are hungry. They are so hungry to be pulled vibrationally out of their fear, out of their stuckness, out of their, like, what was that? And music is such a medicine, is such a, 
a healing tonic is such a congealer. Is that the word? It's not quite the word. Um, it's like a, it's like a way like honey, like music is this, I can only do it with my hands. I don't quite have words for it, but it like brings all of us into the same coherence, the same frequency. And so we feel that we're in these huge crowds and we feel this like, Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. What is he telling me? What are the words? And you can listen to any of Dan Reynolds' songs and you can hear it. What does he talk about on stage? Mental illness, um, getting a therapist, taking care of our children who are struggling because what was that shit show that the adults dragged us all through, right? Like taking care of each other, being present, giving it your all. Like he, he opened the concert and he says, look, I want you to leave it outside. Your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, all that stuff, the little things, leave it out there. Give yourself this gift of a couple hours to be fully present in the body right here with me. And I'm going to give you everything I've got for those two hours. Are you ready? And of course, we're all like, yes! <laughs> right? Me at a show, I'm like, I don't know, a teenager. I'm like, yes, of course, you're the greatest. <laughs> Oh my gosh, there was a great, this just reminds me, there's a great clip I watched on um, YouTube and it was Kristen Bell with, I can't believe I'm going to forget the guy's name, the guy who's Aquaman, <laughs> I'm sorry, MoMA, I forget his name, I'm so sorry, and then um, Jason, J not Jason, James Cardone, James, the guy who is so funny and does the car karaoke, sorry about the names. But they're sitting on the couch talking and Kristen Bell is next to, of course, this like gorgeous man who has this crazy energy of Aquaman. <laughs> and I know he's played other things besides that, but that's what I see him as. And so she's being asked questions by the interviewer and she's like, <laughs> and she says, I'm sorry, I can't even think right now. Do you realize who is sitting next to me? <laughs> and then she turns to him and he kind of is looking at her like, what? She goes, you have... You have the rhythm, a rhythm. Like you just have this, I think what she was saying is this like energy field that pulses out of you. And I'm sitting here trying to be in my body and like actually have a <laughs> logical discussion, but like you're way too distracting. <laughs> and you could tell he's like, I have a rhythm. She's like, yeah, it oozes out of you. <laughs> but she had that total distracted look of like, I can't even focus <laughs> right now because you're so much. <laughs> And then she brought herself together and was super polished and amazing. And yeah, it was great. Um, but Dan Reynolds inspires that same kind of magnetic energy that that rhythm just moves through from him out into the crowd. And then here we are going, what? <laughs> are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. There was this little couple in front of us. Oh, my gosh. They had this little boy. He was maybe six or seven. And he spent most of the night on his dad's shoulders and his dad's t-shirt on the back said rad dad. And then the mom and the dad and the kids just had this incredible play and they were singing all the songs and the kids on top of the shoulders and he's like, you know, doing the thing and shining up his camera light. <laughs> and at the end of the show, well, it was a little early. It was a school night. So they were starting to pack up at 10 o'clock and I stopped her. I said, oh my God, we've had so much fun watching you and your family. Like your son is so into the music. She said, we listen to this every day on the way to school. The only reason we're leaving is because it's a school night. <laughs> I'm like, he is, 
he is getting the best um, support from his parents to bring him into that kind of an energy experience and hold, anchor that vibration for him so powerfully. Like, wow. And there were so many children there. Dan Reynolds was saying that from the stage. I don't know why I keep calling him Dan Reynolds, but I do. <laughs> he was saying it from the stage. He's like, I miss my kids when I'm on the road and watching, seeing all these kids in the audience just makes me feel like they're here, you know, with me. And he said, let's take care of these kids. Oh. Resiliency right? He could come on stage and be angry and bitter and say, I can't believe I lost all the revenues, the ticket sales, the whatever for the last two years. I can't believe I haven't been able to perform. I'm mad at this and that. And he could come out projecting it, but he, he didn't. He came out. He's like, let's play. <laughs> let's have some fun. What are we going to do? That's resiliency at its best, at its best, is that we, we come through the fire, and we emerge from it and we are like brilliant brilliant it's um it's like the scene speaking of fire and forging the scene in uh which one was it one of the avengers where um thor has his um hammer molded remember in that one scene and the the guy who makes the iron mold, the casket, is oh, it's magic, right? Like when we, when we emerge from really challenging, difficult times and we're still open-hearted, we're still fully engaged in the human journey, we're still like ready to create and contribute and give and receive like in reciprocity last week. Reciprocity, receptivity. When we're in this way of engaging with life and we don't show up angry and bitter and <laughs> wow are we better for the experience as tough as it was as depressing and overwhelming and challenging as it was here we are and we stand up and we're ready for whatever we're going to do next yeah resiliency and you can feel it. You can feel it. So we have wrapped up the summer. <laughs> we are here at the beginning of September. There's, um, there's a seasonal shift, as my friend Andrea Henkels was describing in her newsletter. Like we're shifting in the Chinese medicine sequence, right? So we're moving into a different energy and time. I feel like... The school year for me is always a big mile marker. It's like, okay, that was play, fun, summer, and now, like, let's get to business. Let's get to work. <laughs> September, what are we going to do? <laughs> I have a, I think you guys already know this, but I have a college student and I have a high school teacher husband. And so there's definitely a marker of, okay, things are shifting now. We're changing. And so for me, when I was thinking about resiliency, I was thinking about my energy gym, which I talked about last week a little bit. So over the summer, most of the classes closed. And so as I was arriving today, I've been talking about the new classes. And as I was arriving today in this meditation time, I'm like, man, there's a way I could get discouraged, right? And say, it didn't work. It's all, it ended. And so those are closed. And so I just should stop. I, it's not, it's not effective. It's not <laughs> whatever. And not continue 
the chart that I, the plan that I can see for my, my work and my creations. But it's not that. To me, I arrived and when I got the title of resiliency, I'm like, oh my God, that's totally it. Like I've taken the foundation down to its core, set the energy of the core, added in some new energies around it that are pure, clear, absolutely in alignment with who I am right now, with the clients I'm ready to work with right now. Like I am ready. And so we open up the space from a different energetic locate, a different energetic vibration. And so now, now what, right? This is resiliency. It's I've taken it all down to the bare ground, just like in my divorce, brought it all down to like, what do I actually feel to be true? What do I know to be true inside of myself? And then how am I willing to stand back up and start walking forward in my life? What is it that I'm going to start magnetizing towards me? When I got divorced, I literally was like, no, I will never get married again. I will never go through that again. It was so painful. I will not. I will be single the rest of my life. I was have lots of fun dating. And then I met Brad. And then I moved in with Brad. <laughs> and then I was like, we got to get married. <laughs> and I married Brad. <laughs> and it was the best decision. And my hope is I'm married to Brad the rest of my life. And also, I don't know. We don't know. What is life? What is going to happen? That would be another 40, 50 years. I don't know. Can he handle me that long? <laughs> Can I handle him that long? I don't know. And so we... We move forward into this unknown, but with this willingness to just keep trying, to just keep allowing, to just keep realigning, to keep burning things down to the ground and then rebuilding them again. So it applies in our personal reality. It applies in our professional, creative, expressive expressions. Right? It applies in all of our relationships. I'm sure you've had a relationships that have gone down to... Are we going to be able to continue being friends or not? And sometimes the answer is no, and sometimes the answer is yes, let's make the commitment. Let's step back into it. Resiliency. That is the nature of being a human. And the gift, the blessing of being a human. So as we move into the holiday weekend... All the work is complete. The seeds have been planted. <laughs> the work has been done. <laughs> I am taking this pause for a few days to play. I'm going to leave in a couple hours and go pick my son up from school and bring him home. And Brad's going to be off this afternoon for the next three days. And we're just going to like relax into satisfaction, right? Like at the concert. You show up, I show up, I have this huge awareness, like, what? What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and then I just leave that behind, and I'm fully present in the concert, and singing, and dancing, and just having the best time. Yeah. Resiliency. <laughs> so, see what it brings up in you. I would love to hear from you in the comments. It's so much fun when we engage, and you share what you experience as you listen to me, or... Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Make a little DM or comment over there. Like, let me know. Let me know what you experience as you tap into resiliency with me. All right. I wish you a beautiful weekend. I will see you next week.
Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in Awakening the Guides, an eight-week online self-guided journey of remembering why you chose to come play here in Gaia. You can learn more at viviangerard.com under I Am Creativity. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.